welcome to the Retail Podcast, brought to you by MarketScale. I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk, and today we're recapping the Future Stores Conference in Seattle last month with Adam Silverman, Senior Vice President of Marketing for Theatro. He'll discuss some of the trends he saw and share some of his best takeaways. Adam, thank you for joining me. Thanks, Shelby. Great to be here. So first, quickly, will you set the scene a little bit for the Future Stores Conference, like what what this conference is that uh, that took place in mid-June in Seattle? Yeah, well, the Future Stores Conference is an event that's targeted towards those retailers that operate physical stores. And it's really a conference to get some thought leaders together to discuss what the future of the retail store uh, will be like. And some of that involves having some retailers talk about what they're doing today. There were some uh, vendors like Theatro that were there presenting and discussing so what's coming down the pike and what the future looks like. And uh, overall, it was a great event for the industry to get together and discuss retail, especially physical retail. And, you know, as we know, there's just a ton of uh, transformation that's occurring in the space now. So um, there was certainly lots to talk about at the show. Definitely. And it seems like brick and mortar retail, it's such, it's such an industry that is rich for or in dire need of uh technology. I mean, the shopping experience has started to become a little bit antiquated because as you know, you can walk into a store and, and you probably have more information just if I, you know, for example, Best Buy, you know, if I walk into Best Buy, I know that I can look on online and I can see whether or not they've got inventory at a particular store. Whereas if I walk into the store or even worse, if I call around to a different store to see, you know, hey, I saw that you've got this inventory in stock online, the retail associates are pretty out of the loop there. So what are some of the things that you're addressing this and then especially how it relates to Theatro? Yeah, the the store is definitely antiquated. It needs to transform. I mean, it really hasn't changed, you know, significantly since the rise of the mall, basically. And so consumers are coming in armed with uh, cell phones, as you said, only 10 to 15 percent of associates are connected. And so you have this dynamic where uh, consumers are, uh, you know, they feel more empowered than the associates. Uh, they feel like they know more than the associates. So from a customer perspective, the store starts to be diminished in terms of its value. Why go to the store? You would just then go because you want to immediately the product and improvements in supply chain are improving that for e-commerce folks. So you, you'd want to go to the store to, to obviously engage with, a, with an associate who's very knowledgeable. So um, you know what Theatra does is we make a, a voice-controlled mobile app platform. I mean, that's five actually very important words. Um, voice-controlled in that it's a, um, just like Alexa or Siri for the associate, so you're not staring at a screen, which is a huge distraction. And then it's a mobile app platform. So uh, voice apps actually run on our platform. Just imagine this communicator is like a smartphone without a screen, right? And so rather than use your finger to interface with a screen to, let's say, launch an app or to search, right, I would just use my voice. I'm going to push a, a button, a command button on the communicator, and I'll simply say, uh, you know, check inventory. So rather than use my finger, I'm using my voice to access information. So that's a big game changer because, uh, you know, just like we know uh, at home, right, the voice uh, assistants are definitely the new interface, right? If you think about how consumers will shop in the future, that is the way. And associates are now getting that same technology through Theatro. There's other value too. I mean, the fact that we give away the communicator for free um, as part of our solution is also a game changer. Most companies have to buy their hardware, and that's a you know a pain in the neck to manage 
devices. Well, we take care of all of that. So in essence, you know, everyone's connected with Theatro in a new way that's more productive and custom tailored to the needs of the associate. So they're using it to help customers to request tasks, to acknowledge uh, uh, that help is needed at the front end and you know, on and on. There's probably a whole nother, um, you know, three podcasts that we can do on the functionality, but um, there's certainly a lot to it. I would just say, you know, we connect every associate with the power of voice. Well, so within regards to voice AI, what are some of the, the interesting trends or takeaways that you got from the Future Stores conference? Yeah, there wasn't a lot in the way of um, AI or, you know, even some advanced technology. Which is surprising. It is surprising. And I was just going to say that the Future Stores Conference sort of headline is that it's the in-store experience conference. And so what does that mean? I think I think historically, when we think about, you know, sort of digital transformation, there's been a lot of focus in retail on the customer experience. And I think retail, you know, stores are still in that mode where they're like, it's all about the customer and then the customer experience. And it absolutely is. But how you meet that customer experience, how you improve that customer experience is really the question, right? And so for the most part, the industry has been focusing on the front end of that, like interesting displays or you know, personalized targeted promotions using beacons or AI or, or virtual reality, I should say, where there's, you know, you can sort of see yourself overlaid and like this creatures around you and, you know, it just make it more, more experiential for the customer. But that's doesn't really have a lot of legs. Like that's interesting and it can drive incremental benefits. But what we're seeing now is a shift for um, the technology to focus on operational excellence. And Here's a great example. If you go to a store and that item is out of stock that you want to buy, that's a bad experience. You didn't have any any interaction with a with an associate, but your experience of going into the store was poor. And in fact, you'll probably pull out your phone and just find another retailer who has it. And now you've really like had a bad experience at that store. And so it's really important for the store to have the item that you want at the right time. And so that's where AI is coming into play is around things like supply chain and merchandise planning so that you don't even know that it's there, right? You're not even experiencing the technology, but you just know, hey, the right product is here right when I need it. And that is the positive experience. So we're seeing this shift here to more of the operational side. And, you know, again, Theatro plays a lot in, in that side as well. But at the conference, there wasn't a lot of that discussed. It was mainly uh, more, more in the front end. Um, but here, let me talk about some of the themes, right, that I saw there. So one of the themes was omnichannel is dead. So this term omnichannel has been swirling in the industry for, I don't know, five or so years now. And it basically just means a retailer has connected all of their channels, all of their systems are connected, and therefore you can buy anything from any channel and fulfill it from any channel. So I can buy online and have it fulfilled from a store. I can be in a store and have them fulfill it from a, the online distribution center. So it connects to all the infrastructure and it's designed to, you know, create a, a unified experience. But here's the thing is that customers don't go, oh, I'm going to I'm going to shop at uh, you mentioned Best Buy. I'm going to shop at Best Buy because they're a really good omnichannel retailer. Right. We don't say that as shoppers. We don't go we don't go seeking out omnichannel retailers. So it's the term is actually a little bit old now because it's focusing more on the channels and not the customer. And that's sort of the rub. So the first theme of the event was that Omnichannel is dead. I've mixed feelings about it because I agree, you know, it's just commerce. It's just retail, right, at this point. And 
we should be more customer focused, not channel focused. Uh, but there's still a lot of work to be done in connecting systems together. And like I said, if you think about that retail associate, uh, many of them don't have access to inventory information. And, and so there's, there's just even the basics that still need to occur. So even though the term is dying and, you know, unified retail or new retail or just retail, right? It's just becoming part of what we have to do, deal with in the industry. And so the term is starting to die, but the work isn't. It sounds like then that when omnichannel, that was a novel concept when often a, a brick and mortar was completely different than the website. I think of Macy's, for example. Those were two separate operations, and they may still be two separate. I'm not sure of the, the status now. But that was unique then when it was omnichannel, when you could connect all of them and they actually worked smartly together. But it sounds like that's not a novelty or it shouldn't be a novelty anymore. That should be the standard operating procedure for retailers. So there is no need to distinguish it as omnichannel because really everyone should be there or already has perfected this process, right? That's right. And one other point to that. Okay, everyone swung to the ditch of omnichannel. Like we have to have everything connected. It all has to be ubiquitous and seamless and enter your buzzword. So that that's occurred, but they've actually lost some efficiency because now by making everything the same on every channel, it actually beha behavior, customer behavior is not the same in every channel, right? And the products you buy online are different than the products you buy in store. And so, you know, there, there's, a there's a balance that needs to occur between being channel specific and driving the efficiencies of a specific channel to uh, having uh, completely seamless sources of data and product across the entire organization. So, Retailers are still trying to figure it out. It's not very, it's not extremely profitable for them, but it's certainly customer centric. And to your point, omnichannel is dead because everyone has to do it, right? It's table stakes. What were some of the other themes that you saw at the conference? Well, so another one, I mean, sort of in the spirit of the in-store experience conference, you know, this future stores conference, one of them, one of the, a, a great quote that I heard was, you know, or a theme really was about the customer experience and that it shouldn't be an initiative. It needs to be a mindset change, right? And, um, you know, it's a lot easier on in digital where you can, you know, let's say if I'm running a website or a digital experience or an app experience, I can create very quickly different uh, versions and different experiences and deploy them and A-B test them and figure out which one's working and move very quickly and be very agile. In the store, it's a little bit harder, right? I'm, you know, think about, even just changing a fixture, like, oh, I want to experiment with having this in, you know, a different spot, this fixture in a different spot. And, you know, that's a lot of labor, a lot of time. And so retailers are, have been hesitant to really focus on an ongoing or in, you know, you know, driving customer experience in perpetuity. They focus more on projects or initiatives, right? And that really needs to change, especially at the store level. So, um, you know, one of the great examples that I've used in the past is just Urban Outfitters is um, is a great example of how they have local uh, store merchandisers, visual merchandisers that decorate their stores however they want, right, at the local store. And so they can be more agile and they're given the permission to do that at, at the store level where many retailers are are not allowed to do that. They follow a literally a binder shows up every week, tells them what to do. And again, it's not very customer centric. They're just following a plan. So the customer experience needs to be more of a mindset change where, you know, at the ground level, um, at the floor, on the store floor, the associates and the managers are making decisions as to how to drive 
customer experience. And that might include doing A-B tests or being given an opportunity to have different uh, you know, floor sets that they can then choose based upon the data that they have access to. So I think SOARS can, can borrow a lot from digital uh, where they're doing more testing and more uh, an iterative process and doing it in perpetuity and not just as a one-off. That's true that I never thought of it. Of course, in, in digital, you can A-B test everything and you can customize things down to the individual or the region or anything like that. But that's true that A-B testing, quote unquote, in a store is very difficult because it's literally moving racks and, and changing hardware and, and trying to, you know, literal hardware of creating this experience for customers that you're right. I in high school, I worked in retail and, and I absolutely saw those binders come in. And, and so we were literally like recorrecting, okay, well, this, this shelf goes three, three rungs up and this and that, and it's, there's no individual creativity. So that's interesting that then the brick and mortar stores are looking to borrow this concept of testing and A-B testing and a little bit more of individualization from the digital space. Yeah, they have to. That's the thing is that they have to. And you know, my my experience at this conference was that it's still just a discussion. There's not many good examples of retailers doing it sort of as part of a mindset change. Right. And by the way, it's not just the physical experiences as well. Like think about processes like imagine trying to change a process. Well, how would you go about testing that you would probably create a new process, deploy some sort of uh, time and motion study where someone's watching people. I mean, these things can take a long time, right? But what if you can quickly deploy a process change across five different stores, five different test cases and see how they perform? Well, in fact, you can do that with Theatro, right? We allow you to, to do those kinds of things. Um, but retailers need to think like that first, and they're just not there. So what were some of the other themes that you saw? I know that we talked a little bit about putting technology in stores for not just the, the customers, but for, for the associates. Yeah, we talked quite a bit about that. And so, you know, uh, you know, some of the things that the team was mentioning or the attendees were mentioning were, you know, just get used to it. This, you know, applying technology into stores is the new normal. And it's not the way it used to be. Right? I mean, there's still a lot of retailers now that are just hanging on to their old point of sale solution. And they'll only replace it when it's at the end of its life, right? There's usually a period of time where it no longer can function correctly because it's not being upgraded or whatever it may be. But retailers are still thinking, okay, I have four more years left of my point of sale, and then I'll replace it because it's at its end of life. But what they need to do is think about the customer because four more years, they can lose market share in that time period. And they might need new technology, uh, like a new point of sale system that allows them to meet the needs of customers. So, you know, get used to putting tech in stores and breaking the old model of just putting it in when the old stuff is broken or when it's end of life, right? It has to be based upon the needs of the customers. I would also argue it needs to be based upon the needs of the associates too and allowing them to do their jobs better so that they can then, you know, focus on customers. So it definitely new technology in stores is a must. And then, you know, the other final, you know, thought that I had about this was about the associates being connected. And, you know, we've talked about this already in this, this conversation, um, very little conversation about really holistically connecting associates, lots of point solutions at the events around changing schedules and, you know, uh, gamification of training and things like that. I think those are all good improvements, right? Incremental improvements. 
but retailers still have to face the the point solution conundrum. I mean, they're buying all these things off the shelf from different vendors. They don't integrate. They don't work well together. Um, they're just separate standalone pieces. And that's where, again, Theatro comes into play, where we we have a flexible API layer that we connect to all those systems to bring it all under under one roof. So connecting the associate, absolutely a must-have sort of an initiative for uh, for retailers. And again, I would have liked to have seen more um, in-depth uh, coverage of that at the show. It just leads me to believe that the that there's still more work to be done regarding empowering the associate to meet the needs of customers. What was something that uh, you personally learned at the conference that you were surprised to surprised to to find out or, or experience? There was nothing dramatically new that I had learned, but what was surprising to me is that the basics still matter. Like there was a presentation where. Someone from Sam's, Sam's Clubs, they were using technology to improve and measure performance of checkout, right? And they used some new technology to measure that, and it was very clear in terms of uh, the improvement. But the thing is, you could have done that 100 years ago, right? I mean, it's still really important to do, and the fact that we're having presenters go up and talk about that means that it's, again, still very important, but also often um, not done. Like, I don't think there's a lot of retailers that actually spend a lot of time to really meticulously understand all the different processes. One of the, what was interesting was that I guess this is kind of a fun fact. So self-checkout was actually longer. It took the it took the customer longer to check them out than having an associate do it. However, consumers felt that it was faster and that it was a better experience, right? Consumers would rather do it even though it's slower. And so what is that I mean that's again it's sort of in, indicative of of what's happening. I think there needs to be, that's why I think things like, you know, uh, frictionless checkout or no checkout will be helpful because it's just an interesting task and no one likes, no one likes going through checkout. And when there's a cashier doing it, you always want them to go faster. <laughs> they can never go fast enough because it's, it's just one of those things that has to be done. It's like no one wants it. And so anyway, I think that that's an area of friction that will be removed. And, you know, Amazon Go is a great example. By the way, that was in Seattle too, the Amazon Go store. And, so I think that's the future there. So it was just interesting some of the feedback from the um, from the presenters and what they're doing. Well, that's interesting. The perception of customer experience of how they feel about doing them themselves versus um, having that cashier. I, I would actually uh, argue that sometimes it is the opposite, though. That between a self checkout, especially if you're you know doing that big weekly or, or biweekly or monthly grocery store trip. I don't know if I necessarily want to do all of that, that heavy lifting myself. And, and actually in, it's interesting that I'm sure everybody's familiar with Nextdoor, the, uh, the kind of neighborhood app where you can talk to your neighbors. So there was one interesting point that people said that when given the choice between going to the self-checkout and going to a cashier, in their experience, they kind of would rather go to the cashier just to show the retailer that, no, don't get rid of cashiers completely, that they still have a purpose there. And so a lot of times they will bypass an empty self-checkout to go to a cashier. This person was making the point almost as a as a definitive sign that cashiers do still have a lot of value, especially when it comes to maybe, you know, the older population that they don't want to go digging out the, you know, the 12 pack of, of bottled water or all of these big heavy things that they still want that experience with a cashier. So it is interesting how Amazon's going. Yeah. Well, some day, some days you need a cashier because you have a lot of stuff, right? Some days you want to go 
through the cashier aisle because you want a human connection, right? Some days you don't. Some days you've had a bad day. You just want to check out yourself, right? Maybe um, you just you're you're in a time crunch and it's really about what's fastest, right? So the decision I'll make in terms of how I check out will vary depending upon the day and the context. And understanding that and giving the consumer options, I think, is what's helpful. I don't know that the cashier won't be saved because people, you know, will go down the cashier aisle because they feel bad for them because their jobs might be, you know, automated. I mean, I don't think that's a long term strategy. But ultimately, typically, I think speed is the biggest one, right? We'll pick a lane that's the fastest, regardless of whether it's self-checkout or a human doing it. And that's the key. How do you make checkout fast? And well, maybe one way is to get rid of it. Um, you know, one of the things that Theatra does is you can say register backup and immediately get help if you're a cashier. And so you don't need fancy computer vision. You just need a method for communicating and requesting help and then having we actually measure that they actually come by, too. So there's accountability. So there's lots of ways to solve for that. But retailers need to be flexible. And this is sort of the theme of the show. Be flexible. Try new things. Focus on the experience. Don't be afraid of technology. But if you don't move, you're going to die. Like this will be a bad thing if retailers do not evolve their stores and how they operate. And there's there's so many choices out there and so many different types of consumers that readiness to respond to technology or respond with technology is, is even more important nowadays. Absolutely. Yep. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Shelby. And thanks to you listeners for listening to today's podcast. If you'd like to find out more or listen to previous episodes, you can head to marketscale.com slash industries. Subscribe to articles, podcasts, and creative video. Until next time, I'm your host, Shelby Skirhawk. <laughs>